0: hello hello and welcome to that's your opinion podcast with tez and chris we've got a very special we've got a very special guest um today mr david wright aka the mindful dj we'll get on to that later on in the show how are you doing mr dave
1: All Right, thank you mate yeah just been enjoying some sunshine in the garden uh yeah, in the garden. I was just wondering whether it was allowed under the current government guidance. <laughs> I with no top on in my garden. But I don't think the government guidance is that specific.
0: If they see the picture of you with exposure in your chest, here, I think they might change the legislation for that. Well, they me
1: off. <laughs> uh,
0: how are you, Ted? today?
2: Yeah, not too bad. Having a bit of a, a lazy, kind of tired day, but not too bad.
0: Good, good we've got a few more lazy tired days to come so yeah um this is that's your opinion podcast if you can like and subscribe to this channel we'd very much appreciate it if you you don't have to um but there you go so yeah we've got david david on now we spoke last week about um you know meditation we touched base on it and um david i would say well I, I hope you don't mind me saying, Dave, but I think you're a bit of an expert. You know, an expert is someone who did something consistently for 10 years or more, yeah? Is that, yeah? So, yeah, you know...
1: a it, practice of mine, yeah. I don't know whether that, you know, you call me an expert, but I've <laughs> read quite a lot and spent many hours sitting in silence and uh, on retreats and w- watching videos and being with teachers and... Um, just immersing myself in the the experience of meditation yeah so i guess the more you you know how does anyone kind of learn anything or uh become good at anything they 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 practice 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 uh and um yeah it's it's you know ever since i started in 2008 really um i've kind of just felt compelled just to it's not really something that, that um, many people might be compelled to do is sit still. It's like, oh, I've got to do, do, do. And of course, this current situation has forced people to be at home and uh, to stop all that activity. And um, so, uh, yeah, it hasn't really caused me any dramas to be honest, because I'm used to uh, sitting still and, uh, yeah, being quiet.
0: Tez, have you had any experience with meditation at all?
2: um that's what i've actually been trying i've been trying to practice uh or learn transcendental meditation um oh, yeah. and, sh- and trying to learn about other different forms of meditation uh, mainly for my thesis to do with david lynch but also because obviously it's meant to help as well with obviously mental health so that's the second reason why i've been trying oh. to learn and get more information about it
0: mm. yeah it just it just froze up a little bit there Tess.
2: Whereabouts did it cut off? Uh,
0: just when you were into mental health?
2: Um, yeah, that was pretty much the, the end of it. So that was the second part okay. of why I was trying to learn meditation was for mental health reasons as well as for this uh, thesis.
0: Nice. So, Dave, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, how did you get into meditation and why?
1: Um, so uh, I, I uh, came. I, I was came into recovery from addiction in 2006 for a treatment centre and uh, um, and then um, it's been part of my recovery process. So um, uh, one of the steps is sort through prayer, step 11, sort through prayer uh, and meditation to improve our conscious contact as, uh, with, with God as we understand God and for... For, for me, that, that whole process of meditation began about two years into recovery um, when I was really consumed and bound up with, you know, resentments and fears and, you know, overthinking and um, and I was using some tools to help me with that. But um, someone that uh, mentors me uh, passed me a book called um, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle and he uh, It was kind of, uh, it opened my eyes really to, uh, to some of these, um, to this whole way, new way of orientating, this whole new way of, of, um, uh, of experiencing reality, um, which was that actually whilst I'd largely been, um, taking my thoughts, my feelings to be the absolute reality, um, I started to be able to sit and watch my thoughts and my feelings. This was in 2008. I just started reading the book and it was saying, that the present moment is really all there ever is. Okay? Can you ever be anywhere other than the here and now? You know, you might sit here thinking about some future situation or what happened to you, you know at secondary school when you were bullied, but none of that is happening now. You can only ever experience now. And so that was kind of like, wow, uh, I mean, just reading this book, just kind of the lights came on and I was like, wow, I can just sit here and observe my thoughts, and my feelings. I've never done that before. You know, I've always been compelled to act based on those agitations yeah. and that restlessness and the yeah. thoughts say, oh, you know, you're not being very proactive. You should do something. You should, you know, you should go do the ironing or blah. So I'd, when I first started sitting with myself, I didn't even call it meditation, um, but uh, I, I, I just it was just a natural response to this book. I'd sit in my garden and uh, I'd sit for five or ten minutes and I would feel restless, I would feel agitated, and thoughts would arise. I remember thoughts like, you know, oh, you're not really at peace, this isn't really working, um, you, maybe you should go and do the ironing. Seriously, it was like that's one of the thoughts, you know, <laughs> not something I like particularly enjoy the ironing, I didn't. <laughs> you know. But, instead of acting on those thoughts i would just watch them and observe them and it became quite an awesome power to have to be able to just watch and observe the thoughts and not actually be compelled into action and that was the beginnings of meditation i didn't actually attach the name meditation to it until a bit like uh some some uh months down the line when i realized that's what I, that's what was taking place there it was a you know uh being you know giving attention to my experience in a in a focused, um uh, present way, um which wasn't bound up with thoughts. Um so so yeah, um that's that's kind of how it started for me in two thousand and eight and it's kind of it's been a, a daily commitment ever since. I've not gone one day since I don't think since then without meditating in some shape or form
0: so the benefits of meditation over a period of time obviously what 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 are they for anyone who obviously doesn't or hasn't experienced meditation or maybe someone who's looking to get into some sort of meditation or people who are familiar with meditation um but want to get back into it and need a probably a gentle reminder um what are the benefits of from your experience of meditation and meditating
1: yeah, I mean, in my experience, um, I mean, there's lo- loads of research uh, that you know is taking place. Something like 500 peer-reviewed articles every year on, on mindfulness, in particular. I think, but um, uh, but in terms of my own experience, that I can verify, my own experience is uh, this ability to be present in my in my um, uh, environment wherever I'm at. So I don't. Um, get overly anxious about some future situation I don't get you know really in anything in the way of work based anxiety I don't when I go home and I work with with uh, you know um, vulnerable people I don't go home and I'm not filled with anxieties about work and what I have or haven't done or you know I don't wake up at two in the morning you know anxious about work so that that's one specific you know something that I, I'm speaking with with uh, friends and colleagues in professions a lot of people are plagued by that kind of work based anxiety and I don't really I don't really get that um, I, I sleep very well um, and um, I'm you know in terms of understanding my thoughts and my feelings um I, I, I you know emotional intelligence has gone up I understand how I feel and how I behave and I'm honest about that and um, I'm able to understand other people's behavior better as well as a result of, of that so emotional intelligence I think is is a is is one of the benefits Um when I experience stress it's very short-lived um, and it's manageable and I don't catastrophize around it so i do experience stress from time to time work and stuff but it's kind of in an in a normal range and i don't get bound up with loads of psychological kind of rumination around it all um uh i've got a very very good physical health to be honest you know my physical health is good so i haven't got any major issues high blood pressure anything. and you know these are you know it can lower your blood pressure lower stress levels You know, I feel at peace within myself is the main thing, and and comfortable in my own skin. I, I, you know, I feel um, at peace with myself and with other people, Um, and um, yeah, and I connect. I'm able to connect with people in a very real and meaningful way. Um, You know, and and, uh, conflict resolution. That's another you know quality. I think it's probably come from meditation (laughs) because I can sit there and observe my thoughts and feelings and not necessarily be thrust into reactions. I mean, I'm a normal human being. I get the ump sometimes, like everybody, you know, but it's, um, I don't sit there kind of dwelling on it, ruminating on it. Um, so it's the power to kind of, um, not be thrust into actions based on, you know, very rigid action, you know, reactions within your, within yourself. Um,
0: yeah. I wanted to ask, I wanted to,
1: it's,
0: it's I, wanted to stress, I wanted to Sorry mate. I wanted to ask you Ted as well um that you had um you know the, your your shall I say um blockages or sort of um apprehensions about meditations what do you struggle with because I know we've had a chat before so can you expand on that if you if you feel comfortable?
2: Yeah, Think actually, find fair enough. It? That's exactly what I was actually going to bring up next, actually. Um, obviously my concentration levels are terrible where I've got ADD. So trying to actually focus, uh, and actually meditate is uh, quite difficult for me. Mm.
0: Do you find that it's, um, do you find that maybe if you, uh, you know, practiced more, then maybe you could, you might be able to focus or does it consume you to the point of where it's, very difficult for you to, it's to do so.
2: very difficult with so- someone with add it's it's um yeah it's not a question of practicing and well i don't know maybe with meditation it might be different but it's also mm. that initial obviously practicing regularly as well um so there's mm. that and my stress is just it's ridiculous it's like four million times worse than what it would be for a normal person the slightest little thing and i will stress over it constantly
0: wow well, that's fair enough and um and we have to be mindful of that also people do have you know underlying um issues mental issues health issues and physical issues you know like you know like myself with my lung condition it does help you've sent me over some breathing exercises today fantastic but on a bad day um or a challenging day i don't use to like i don't like using the word bad day i don't think there is a bad day there's just challenging days and uh you know when to do a breathing exercise is on meditation when i'm you know sometimes it's difficult for me to do that, but nine times out of ten I'm able to feel the benefits of 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 the mental and spiritual side of the meditation to center yourself and to separate yourself from the the story of the mind which is plaguing out, and the story is always negative nine times out of ten it's never positive, you know I never thought oh. You know, I might set up a children's orphanage. You know, it's like, I want to kill that person in my heart, in my mind. <laughs> or, you know, replaying the resentment over and over again. You know, because I'm attaching to that thought process. And really, it's irrational. It's 99.9% of rational. It's, it's false. You know, false. And I like the acronym, false evidence appearing real, fear. And it's true. It, it, it's, it's a, the full story you're telling yourself. It's mm-hmm. appearing real to yourself. And you can't get out of that mental maelstrom of negativity, you know. But with meditation and the right practices, it can subside. And with time, you know, you can, you can recognize that, Dave. So.
1: Can I, can I just say actually, by, on the back of what Tes was saying, I think often the reason why um people can find meditation difficult and I I totally um acknowledge the, the different challenges and um different mental conditions uh, that people have because I've been through depression, um, clinical depression, within the last few years. So I totally understand the bombardment of disordered thinking and um, sometimes other support is necessary. And I, I remember how, you know, um, I was trying to, you know, practice meditation and use various uh, forms of it whilst I was, you know, where, whilst I was experiencing the onset of depression. Um, but in the end I needed medication you know, there can be a lot of stigma around, um, medication, uh, especially within spiritual communities. And I, I found that it kind of says, oh, you know, um, it kind of belittle medication and it will medication shame. And actually in the end, i i I'd, I'd done all the positive stuff for my mental well um, and been practicing that for a long time, you know, been in recovery for a long time. Uh, this was back in 2017. Uh, and in the end, the, the insight the you know, what meditation had done for me at that point was it was able to put me in touch with um, the intuition to say actually now is the right time for me to accept medication um, meditation's been helpful, but I now need medication and um, and so that 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 was you know med- meditation isn't shouldn 't be opposed to any other forms of support or treatment that other people might otherwise need or be able to access. Um, but it certainly um, allowed me to, uh, to to listen to my own intuition. In the end, you know that, that was there somewhere, you know, beneath beneath the you know the disordered thinking, the anxiety, and the you know the awful low moods and other physical symptoms I was experiencing through that depression. Um, but you know, and it gave me the the, the faith to give it a go. Uh, really, so. Um, so, yeah, um, but what I would say is that the, the, the reason that often people struggle with meditation uh, is because they're trying too hard. Um, yeah. pe- people people feel that they're, that they're not aware of the expectations around the meditation that they might have that that, that, are, that are getting in the way. They're kind of unconscious to it. So often you'll hear you know your typical sort of thing of oh i need to have an empty mind i need to have a silent mind i need to clear my mind so that objective becomes something that already you've created a tension you've created a struggle if you start and so when i do guided meditations as you've experienced this i will i'll say Let, let's start with the attitude that this can be what this experience can be whatever it wants to be if there's thoughts fine if there's this feelings fine I'm not going to make a problem out of my thoughts or my feelings. If it's busy in there, I'm going to let it be busy. That's just how it is for today. And already, just going in with that attitude, you've alleviated yourself of the stress of needing to, to, to make that something, to, to be at peace. For you know, that, that's a mental position that, that, that many people start off, uh, with when they begin meditation. But unless you're shown that and that's pointed out to you, that can still play unconsciously but once you you know just hearing that might you know you might thought oh, actually yeah maybe that was maybe that does get in the way maybe i've put too much expectation um uh upon myself mentally to to make this a particular way because
2: um, that's that's the problem that i suffer from my brain will not stop it is constantly going it, it it's never ending my I, I try to stop the thoughts but because of the add it just does not shut up it's a oh, constant so, conversation
1: yeah so 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 get get you know you put you know give yourself a break and and just say okay fine that's just how it is you know it's like the the appearance of this room is just the appearance of this room there's nothing that I can do about the appearance of this room it just is what it is right it just appears the screen the visual perceptions the colors okay but I'm aware of it there is an awareness of the perception of the room which is itself not not really um, dependent upon the appearance of this room being the way it is so I'm kind of tuning into that now when I when I move Go to a different room the appearance changes but the awareness the raw experience of being aware of knowing that remains the same and it's the same with if you're sitting there eyes closed in meditation the appearance of the thoughts are just what's taking place it's because people take responsibility they think that I'm the doer of my thoughts and therefore I should get better at having less thoughts or being more at peace. That, that, that's really the big, that's where the ego is. That's where the belief that I am this thing that is doing my thinking, um, you know, it's that, that, um, that misconception really that gets in the way. So when you say to yourself, okay, well, I'm just going to sit here and if, you know, I'm just going to let this experience be whatever it is, you've already kind of taken out the, you know, um, taking out the sting because you're you're then not bound up in trying to control your experience in any way. So that that's the problem really is that people need to become aware of how their control uh, mechanisms are still playing out within mm-hmm. themselves, even around their thoughts. And it's no one's fault. It's not your fault. It's just be it's just become the habit to feel that I'm the doer of my thoughts, and therefore I need to get better at having less thoughts or emptying my mind or clearing my mind. You 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 don't find the peace by trying to chase that goal. You you'll, you'll never get there, and so you'll always be in this tension. And then you might have a, a, a day where you're you know there's less thoughts and it's more silent. And you you know you you know you'll think you know there'll be an inner kind of like yes I've done it today. And then but actually meditation isn't about that. It's actually about recognizing the reality of your experience is that all this is just appearing. Thoughts, feelings, perceptions, but there is an underlying Fabric aware like an aware space And so what we do is we we don't solve the mind on the level of trying to go to work on it or make an effort to become More free of thoughts we 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 just shift our attention to this the awareness of it all So there's an awareness here of these words that are appearing there's an awareness maybe of some underlying thoughts that are taking place and feelings. But there's an, there is always this aware space. There has to be this aware allowing space. And that's an experience. That's your raw fundamental experience. Before any thoughts, feelings, sensations, there is always this underlying aware space. And so in meditation, we're just, we're changing our focus from being exclusively focused on the thoughts and the feelings, the mind, to that which allows that that mind, uh, thought, activity, perceptions, sounds to all appear. So um, so that, that that's that's really the kind of meditation that I've been in, engaged in, um, and uh, it's it's direct and it's it's uh, quite simple, um, but yeah, it takes takes a bit of. Practice of, of kind of looking at your experience in that way, and um, and I've had a lot of you know a lot of guidance from from teachers really, and I've listened to guided meditations and. Concept. I'm just seeing the dog out. She comes wandering in, and then she woofs.
0: I oh, know, I can relate to that, Ted, what you were saying, because when I first started um, meditation, my mind was two, 200 minutes per hour all the time, constantly, a barrage of abuse in my mind, yeah, over and over again, racing, so I can relate to where you are coming from, and in the beginning, I was very resistant towards meditation, you know I was I'm. Mean, this is the truth what I'm saying here and I thought ah, uh, I can't be doing with this you know is I don't feel the benefits of it I'm 100 miles per hour this ain't going to work for me yeah because I already set the tone for my own demise really you know i I set out saying right it's not going to work for me I'm 100 miles per hour I'm not going to bother and that and you know and I did, I did that for a while, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a go, and I'll fleet it in and out, but over time, with practice, you know, it did subside a little bit, I'm still 100 miles per hour, he will tell you, I'm 100 miles per hour, and I, that, that's my nature, that's the way I am, but you know, I've calmed down a lot than what I was five, six, seven years ago, believe me, okay. so yeah, yeah, you, could you imagine when I first sure. came into recovery, Dave? No you couldn't could you i was a fuck- I was a madman i was mm. lunatic
2: so my next question is obviously some people you know you've got the meditation where you use music and there's like certain tones in that music that kind of triggers a certain level of consciousness have you experienced any of that or used it at all or know much about it
1: oh the t- t- are you talked about binaural beats
2: yeah yeah yeah,
1: I- yeah i've used them yeah but i mean generally um uh i've 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 used them for different things actually because yeah so so binaural beats are those those tones and those frequencies that kind of are supposed to um uh stimulate certain brainwave states and um yeah i've I've listened to them often you know going to sleep because ones for anxiety and for sleep and and what have you and um I've even used ones for uh, nausea. I remember feeling really sick, sick, you know, having nausea and, um, I found them quite effective, but together with breathing. Um, so, um, so yeah, they, they, they can be helpful. Uh, they can be helpful, certainly for people with ADHD and, and, um, those, those kinds of conditions. Uh, and I've shared some of them with, with somebody, uh, um, fairly recently with, uh, who was, you know, kind of, um on the spectrum and and, and kind of going for, for the diagnosis process um so yeah yeah no i think i think they can they can be helpful
0: touching on the um on the breathing when you say you slow your breathing down you can slow your mind down can you expand a bit on that dave
1: please uh okay so um where, where that comes from and it, i mean a lot of this stuff remember is also based around um you know old yo- um, yogic techniques which have been around for, for thousands of years and um but then backed up by current science so um i went to a workshop last year with a a, a, a um director of a uh, an institute called the Amrit Institute um the lady's name is Carmeni Desai and, um, her, her dad is yogi Amrit Desai and he, he said that it's called the Amrit Institute and, um, he, he was one of the, he's one of the last yoga masters to come from, from, uh, the East to the West and actually was responsible for bringing one of those masters that brought the yoga to the West. We often think yoga of, as, as, um, like a, you know, something that people do the movements you know get themselves in kind of dog positions but yeah but but yoga means is is connection it's connection so there are different kinds of yoga that aren't just like the the standard sort of getting your yoga pants and you know put your legs behind your ears type um no chance Uh, so um uh so so yeah, what one of the things that this teacher um in the workshop was saying was that um and they teach Yoga Nidra, which is a yoga of sleep, so it, it's it uses breath uh and awareness of the body sensations to to really bring you into deep brainwave states. So we we often uh you know, normal waking state we're we are we're, we're um in um in you know, a certain brainwave state um which is uh is it gamma and B? I, I, I'm I'm not, I'm not sure. I had it somewhere. But um, when you start, when you're on, when you're kind of engaging in yoga nidra, so through the breath and awareness of the body sensations, you you can go into such deep brainwave states that is just prior to sleep. So it feels like you're. You know, and I do this every day now. I do, I do a yoga nidra, um, guided meditation every day. Um, and so, so you start focusing on the breath. And so what happens is you breathe, the, 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 the speed at which you breathe, um, and most people are breathing, you know, from up here, shallow breathing in the chest. Um, the speed at which you breathe reflects the amount of thoughts that you're having. So the slower you breathe, then the mind begins to slow down. The body, the body relaxes, and then the mind follows. You see. So one of the techniques that they they use is, is called um, uh, it's in yoga. It's called the shitali breath, which is a, an interesting name. S H I T A L I shitali breath.
2: I'm glad you said it because I have to laugh at that one.
1: <laughs> so yeah. For all those well, in, yeah. toilet humour, that 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 could be a bit of a chuckle. But let's get that out of the way. But yeah, otherwise it's known in in um uh in in breathlessness practice. Um, so working with people with respiratory conditions like yourself, Chris, it's called um, pursed lips breathing. Um, so you you breathe in through your nose. You kind of get in a you know a, a reasonable sort of upright position, sitting comfortably in a chair, because posture is really important. Drop your shoulders, you know, relax your hands and your lap. And you you breathe in very slowly, because you have to slow the breath down. You know, otherwise, it, you know, it's not like, you know, it's, a, it's really slowly in through the nose. Until you can't breathe in anymore. And then hold for one Two and then purse your lips as though you're breathing out through a straw. And it's not forced, it's not quick. You just allow that air to escape. You know, you're not pushing it out, you're not forcing it out, and then again in through the nose until you can't breathe in anymore. Hold for two and then And then you carry on do that. So, I mean, I, I I I do kind of share some of these exercises to get you know to begin sometimes when people are very new to it. Certainly, stuff that I I do just routinely now when I begin a period of meditation. But I don't, you know, for my for many people they they think it's all about the breath, but it, it's really just you know, the breath is just a kind of a an entry point really into into meditation um, sensations in the body is just an entry point um but what happens then now you know the, the mind slows right down uh and you know i end up so i'll do a 20-minute guided meditation of this this uh yoga nidra if i'm working like in the normal times when i was working in the office i'd go out in my car to a, to a cemetery or somewhere quiet and, and just kind of put my passenger seat back and and just do this 20-minute guided meditation. And I'd kind of, I'd come to. It's almost like a, I feel like I've been hypnotized or like I you know, but I, I come to and I feel like I've been out for like a whole night's sleep and I feel refreshed and rejuvenated. Um, so that's a particular form of meditation I've come into over the last sort of uh, couple of years and been practicing regular Um uh, but I, I usually, I don't start my day with that. That's like a mid, uh, you know, in the middle of the day thing that I do. Um, and I find it really rejuvenating. Um, uh, sometimes very profound peace that I feel all through the body as a result of doing that. Um, but yeah, largely my, my meditation at the beginning of the day is, is, it's kind of a, just a, an awareness based meditation. It's a, a abiding in, in the presence of awareness. So I just, I just become aware of, of being aware and stay there staying stay in that awareness of awareness um I might start with some breath but um it's the most it's the highest meditation is is that kind of meditation because you're going direct to the source um and uh I, I'm, you know I'm kind of it's not an effort there's no no effort to be aware is there it's like you're aware of whatever I'm saying now you're aware of the perceptions in the room Of the sensations in your body There's no one that's doing that awareness The awareness just is here isn't it It's hearing and experiencing And you know so um, Yeah
0: Fantastic and before we close Because we've come to the end of the show um, Already? Yes we've got um, we've got About Five minutes left um, yeah. So So yeah that's fantastic and it's just tell us a bit more a little bit about mindful dj and um, what is that because we did mention it in in the beginning of the show so what well, the mindful dj what what's all that about
2: well before okay. you uh before you go into the mindful dj i do actually have one last question that i've just remembered go backtracking to the uh binary beats whenever you you you've used the certain frequencies i know you're meant to use obviously headphones specifically but have you ever you, used it without headphones and if so has it still had the same effect
1: i've, I've used yeah i've used without headphones and uh i've still found it beneficial um but i, I think yeah that the, the recommendation is to use with headphones for the for the for the best effect i think um i guess if you're using it um and i'm kind of into it in maybe for going you know before you go to sleep then you don't want headphones sticking in your ears, do you? Well, you know, if you drop no. off. So, um, what, what would be best, I think, uh, in those situations is what you call isochronic tones because they don't really require headphones. It's a different kind of sound emission. So, um, so I would use uh, Google um, YouTube isochronic tones for sleep or isochronic tones for anxiety. And the isochronic is, is different to the bin, uh, just the straightforward binaural beats. And you don't you don't need headphones for isochronic tones.
2: Okay, that's quite interesting. Yeah, I haven't heard of them before, so mm. I'll have to
1: look into I, them. Then. I always like it with a bit of music in underlying that because these tones of themselves they can be There's you know. Gauge. A bit sort of like um uh, especially the isochronic ones. They can be a bit sort of full on. So it's always nice to have a, a, a piece of you know um music under underlying that which a lot of these youtube ones will have they'll have a kind of they'll have the tones layered underneath the music uh all the natural sounds and i think they're they're a li- they're a little easier on the ear. i think
2: so the reason why i ask is obviously i don't know if you've seen obviously much of like david lynch's films obviously he uses a lot of um, like frequency noise and kind of you know mm. these kind of sounds mm. uh, and obviously in my thesis i'm trying to can obviously connect transcendental meditation to his films and why he uses so much kind of frequency noise so and that's why i'm trying to link it off is he trying to make the audience kind of experience this kind of meditational thought through these frequencies Mm. so that's why i'm trying to explore the different kind of
1: yeah sound is sound is very very powerful i mean i I, um you know it's vibration and um uh so i've had you know i've got a, a a very good friend morag and this brings me on to mindful dj actually morag is a is a reiki healer and um she uses bowls sound healing bowls when i've had you know been through difficult times and uh you know when i was going through the depression though I, I found them extremely helpful um you know this is before i went on to medication um but the the sound healing bowls were really really therapeutic so tibetan healing bowls is another name for them or singing bowls um so I, i'd certainly you know check some of that out on youtube as well I, i'm not um an expert in sound therapy um i've just had you know experiences and read a little bit around it and uh, and used binaural beats and things um you know for quite a number of years actually um but um yes i'm no expert in any of that kind of stuff so i mean uh you know maybe it'd be if you find come across any knowledge in that in that area yeah i'll be happy to hear from you actually um but yeah um sound healing bowls have an awesome impact I've, i've you know um i've had great experience with those um uh so yeah definitely recommended but yeah, so mindful DJ um, is. Uh, I, I, I've been doing live broadcast mixes because um, that's another thing about meditation is is it uh, allows you, you know, it stimulates your creativity and um, uh, and allows you to kind of be, you know, express yourself just as you are and be be authentic. And um, so I, I, I used to I used to. Uh, um, and I still, I still am. I, I, I grew up with, in the rave scene and, uh, drum and bass and hardcore and trance and, and all those kinds of dance music and, uh, and so I've, I, you know, I'm passionate about it. So, uh, I, I've got some turntables, uh, some techniques, 1210s, I've got loads of books on them. So, as you can see, I'm, uh, you know, that's my passion is books and, and, uh, music. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I was, I was doing live mixes on, on Facebook for, just for friends and that. Uh, it's good to, I, I find it more enjoyable sharing music than, uh, than just playing it for myself. So, um, yeah, it's more, it's nicer to share. So I started doing live broadcasts and then my friend Morag, um, was doing some work for a radio station and, um, she says, you should have your own show and, and, uh, Something in me just said, well, maybe that could be useful. You know, I could, you know, do some of my dance music mixes and interlace it with, um, uh, you know, with political or social discussion or stuff about spirituality and meditation as a way of kind of engaging, you know, you know, larger amounts of the community. And, um, so, so hence the mindful DJ was born because, you know, mindfulness meditation has been something that has, uh, has been very, you know, fundamental part of my way of being uh, and um, music is my passion so uh, we did a few shows for that radio station then um, uh, moved to a different one um, and uh, that's a bit on hold at the moment because of you know current circumstances with uh, pandemic but um, uh, but yeah we, we did a couple of shows and they were really really good really successful I've got a Facebook uh, page where I do live broadcasts and since this pandemic hit and we're all kind of in this uh lockdown sort of scenario. Um I've been sharing uh at six forty five AM every day uh live um guided meditations with a little bit of talk basically which invite you into this state of being, this state of consciousness, just through constantly pointing to to the habits of the mind and allowing you to come to rest in the you know, the peaceful presence of, of awareness. So um, so yeah, I've been doing them on the Mindful DJ page and share interesting stuff of a political nature or some of the environmental issues going on, you know. Um, yeah, so it's not just mindful in the sense of mindful meditation, but mindful in the sense of being aware of vital issues, current issues of the day, really. Um, critical thinking, because that's another, another benefit of mindfulness is it allows you to think critically to challenge your own viewpoints, to not be fit in fixed opinions. Like my opinion, you know, my kind of views around this whole pandemic COVID thing have changed. I, I, I perhaps was not, you know, um, you know, it's changed over the last few weeks. I've been open to different, different opinions and not really getting my flag out and saying, Oh yeah, it's that, it's that, it's that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I had some Reiki healing the other day and, and like with more and she, she said, um, uh, She says, you you know, your soul is kind of a little bit quizzical, she said, around some of this stuff. And it it, it feels like that. It's like I don't really know what to make of it. You know, ultimately, I don't really know what's going on. Something smells a bit fishy about it all, if you ask me. But, you know, um, so I'm able to kind of hold differing views, competing views, and not try and be right and think, well, I've got the answer now. I've got the, you know, I, I remain open to... You know things that are presented to me um, and if the evidence looks compelling in one particular way I might I might follow that. I'm not saying that i'm I'm dismissive of the issues and the the struggles that people are going through and that this isn't serious so I I'm not saying that at all. I'm just yeah um, I'm just kind of a little bit sort of suspicious about what's going on. And, you know, the underlying reasons for
2: it. I think that's the best way to be, to be honest. I think you do have to keep an open mind, but you also do have to kind of investigate different areas. And you do have to wonder. And the way things are, you can't help but wonder, is there something more to this?
0: well that's great um we've come to the end of the show um that's your opinion so yeah that's fantastic uh, that's your opinion chris that was your opinion you that <laughs> was <laughs> your and opinion
1: vague and nebulous opinion
0: <laughs> yeah you you entitled being you now but look, thanks dave for uh for coming on uh the show it's been great insight um so if you've enjoyed the show just like and subscribe to this channel we're going to be back next sunday um around about the evening time we ain't got a specific time that it goes out so just like to say a big thank you to david once again for joining us thank you Dave, very much
1: thanks chris thanks tez it's been lovely yeah, chatting.
0: You know, thank
2: you very very much you've been very helpful for me as well so thank you
0: you've been a great you've been a great guest and hopefully um other people get a lot out of it um as we did so yeah that's us um we're not going to linger it any longer and um thank you tez for joining us as we do each week and we'll no, be back no, thank next- you thank you we'll be back next sunday um so join us then until then bye see you later bye